Welcome to the Million Pound Biller Coffee Break Podcast. These are short podcasts for you to listen to at a coffee break. Developed to give you some quick ideas on how to help you build your desk and business. Now, over to Adrian Mansfield, the Million Pound Biller for today's Coffee Break Podcast. Welcome to the Million Pound Biller Podcast. I'm Adrian Mansfield, and in my 20 plus years in recruitment, I've had a number of million pound years. I've worked in most of the major recruitment markets and in all sales roles within a recruitment agency. I've also run my own company and set up companies both in the UK and in several international locations. Recruitment has given me the opportunity to travel the world and see some of the best and worst places on offer, from Australia to Afghanistan and many more in between. The Million Pound Biller podcast offers those at any level in recruitment tips and ideas from me and my contacts, both inside and outside recruitment, but all from the coalface. Information and ideas that can be taken back to your day-to-day careers and put you on the path to a million pound year. The cornerstone of my success over the years has been my willingness to learn and develop my skills, something I still do every day. Now I'm offering you some of my ideas and thoughts that will allow you to squeeze the most out of your recruitment career, no matter what level you're at and where you're aiming for. Every journey, even one to a million pounds, starts with a single step. So let's take that first step together. Welcome to this week's Coffee Break podcast. I hope that you enjoyed my interview with Barry Cullen from Intro Protect this week. That interview really set off a range of conversations on social media, and I personally learned some really important items of chatting to Barry, most notably the point about signed or unsigned terms. It was also very interesting to get people's views on the renegotiation of terms, as opposed to opening up the full negotiation again when a new party such as HR gets involved. I hope like many others who have messaged me this week, you took something away from the chat. As Barry said in one of his examples, some of this stuff could make or save you hundreds of thousands of pounds. So can you really afford not to take 30 or so minutes to listen? For those of you who have not yet listened to it, then I should be able to find the interview wherever you get this podcast. And I will also include a link in the description below. So on to this week's topics. And for me, the first topic this week relates to being successful in recruitment. When I speak to somebody outside recruitment, they're amazed at how simple recruitment is to get into as a career and how with little or no qualifications, Many people have very lucrative careers. Indeed, I've met many people in recruitment over the years who have had many qualifications and therefore you would think would be great at recruitment, yet they haven't been successful. I believe that is down to one overriding point. Hard work beats smarts every day of the week in recruitment. Since I began my recruitment career, this has always been the case. And I suspect it's been the case ever since recruitment has been around as a career. Now, of course, you can argue that that is the case in many careers. But in some, the equality of starting point is not so easy to see. By that I mean somebody can't as easily become a doctor, a lawyer or an architect, certainly with no qualifications, and they simply can't rise to the top of the tree without those qualifications. But in recruitment, there are many CEOs, MDs and others who have done just that. Recruitment is a simple career to get into. And once in it, it's a career that rewards hard work and efforts far more so than many other careers. I saw a post on one of my friend's LinkedIn feeds this week that summed it up perfectly. It said, 10 things that require zero talent. Those were being on time, work ethic, effort, body language, energy, attitude, passion, being coachable and open to learn, doing extra and being prepared. If you can work on these 10 things, you won't go far wrong in recruitment, no matter where you start from. If you can add these 10 things to a knowledge base, which can be self-taught, and a deep understanding of your clients and the candidate market, then you'll be in the top 1% in your industry. That's not to say all of this is easy. I'm well aware that hard work and effort sometimes go unrewarded. 
You can put in all the hours on a roll, but if the client decides to go another way, that time is lost. But that's where the other factors come in, the ability to be resilient, to keep up the attitude even when it's tough or when things go against you, as they almost certainly will at some point. And if my career is any guide, when they go against you, they will sometimes do so in a big way. How you treat these is the key. If you get blown away by them, then whilst understandable, you won't make it to the top no matter how hard you try. You need to expect these issues, be willing to go through them and then come out the other side ready to go again. The gains and the possibilities, if you do, are endless. As I have said since day one in recruitment, the only thing I control is the work I do and the effort I put in. I know that if I work hard, keep up the positive attitude and build up my knowledge, then there is no way I won't achieve all the goals I set. If you can work on this too, you'll be well on your way to achieving all you want to from recruitment. So on to topic two for this week, the power of no. I spoke briefly in last week's podcast about the fact I said no to a client on a key role and how that actually allowed me to get a better position on the role. Now, I'm not going to suggest that will be the outcome every time you say no to something, but I've heard a great story this week that relates to the visionary business leader, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs was a huge believer in the power of focus, and he was very keen on the power of no. He required all of his senior staff to work to the same ethos, and part of their regular catch-ups was the question, what did you say no to this week? Now, in the story by Johnny Ivey, a lead designer from Apple, he said he would add easy no's to his week so that he could say he'd said no to them. However, Steve Jobs picked up on that and pushed Johnny, saying, that doesn't count saying no to things you don't want to do. The key is saying no to things that you would be interested in, but that aren't on the path that you've decided to follow. Those are the real crucial no's. Taking this into a recruitment space, I'm a big believer in being niche especially when you're at the start of your career or starting your own business. However, being niche takes a massive amount of focus. And if a possible client comes along with a role in the sector or area outside your niche, how many of you would truly say, yeah, go on then, I'll give that a go? I suspect quite a number of you. I know I did when I was earlier in my career. But this is where you have to be willing to say no. You have to be focused on your path and your plans and be aware that by taking on what could be a single role, you will become distracted from those goals. Question yourself, do you have the candidates? If not, where will you find them? Can you even find them? Or is the client coming to you because everyone else has tried and failed? Because the salary, skills or location just aren't suitable? If you find them, how do you know what good looks like? How will you be able to assess which best meets the client's needs? How will you be able to ensure that they're at the right salary for the role? And there are a number of other factors as well. The point is, the potential fee on that role could well take you into such a rabbit hole that you end up missing out on a number of other potential roles or fees in your chosen niche. The opportunity cost, i.e. the value of the opportunities you missed, could be far larger than the possible fee you're chasing. Now, I'm not saying don't take on new work, especially if that client also works in your niche. What I am saying is be prepared and willing to say no. Be prepared to walk away and be prepared to leave the possible income for someone else. That takes a massive amount of dedication and focus, especially to a salesperson to whom the deal and fee are almost everything. However, believe me, if you do it the right way, the client will respect you and may, as in my case, push back and continue to ask you for help, which may allow you to reframe the work by perhaps adding in some form of exclusivity or a retained agreement. Obviously, this won't happen in many cases, But the point isn't to get the work via a better method. The point is you've picked a niche, you're focused on that niche, and the time you lose working on that outside of that niche, chasing other work, in the long run will make you worse off. So keep the focus, 
learn the power of no and put it to work even and perhaps especially when every part of your body is telling you to say yes. And you will see that in the long run, the goal will be worth the work. I hope you enjoyed these two topics. As ever, I look forward to interacting with you on social media after this podcast. I'm at Million Pound Billy in all the usual places. You can also find more resources and support at my website, www.adrian-mansfield.com. And don't forget to check out the interview with Barry Cullen. His points will save you money, I promise. If you like this podcast, it'd be great if you can give us a review and a like wherever you get your podcasts, as that helps other people to find us. And until next week, enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey.